Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of A to Z with Nikki Lee. I am Nikki Lee, your host. It feels like I haven't talked to you guys forever. Last week, we took a spring break week from the podcast, but not at all from the campaign. On Friday, actually, we filed all of the signatures required to get my name on the ballot in the upcoming primary on August 28th. So that was a huge accomplishment for our team. It took so much work, so much effort. So we had to take a pause uh, from the podcast last week to make sure we could swarm on that and get it knocked out. So we are officially on the ballot. So amazing. So in today's podcast, now that we're back, we're going to be talking to a total rock star here in the state of Arizona. We're going to be talking to Marcus Farrell. Marcus is a diversity and inclusion consultant, and he is also a candidate for the Arizona House of Representatives in Legislative District 24. Uh, Marcus serves as Impact CEO. He served as the African American Outreach Director for Bernie Sanders in 2016 on the presidential campaign. Marcus has managed and worked as a general consultant on progressive political campaigns across the country on the local, state, and federal levels. He considers himself a community mobilizer first, and he's organized against Florida's Stand Your Ground laws, the Free Marissa Alexander movement, and multiple actions against police shootings of unarmed black men around the nation. His focus on political empowerment led him to working as a facilitator of the 2014 Congressional Black Caucus Institute Boot Camp, where 10 graduates went on to win elections in their respective areas the following year. Marcus was born and raised in Tallahassee, Florida. He attended Florida A&M University, and he's a veteran of the U.S. Navy. He's my military brother right there. So today we're going to talk about diversity and inclusion. So let's jump right in and talk about this critical subject. Thank you, Marcus, for taking time to sit down today. Um, I have been Facebook friends with you for a while, Mm -hmm. and um, I had no idea last Saturday that you were going to be one of the speakers at Emerge. Um, I probably need to start reading the agendas better, (laughs) but I didn't know you were going to be there. So when I saw you, I kind of freaked out a little, and I got a little starstruck because you've done so much amazing work in your career, and um, yeah. It was, well, well, well. The emerge thing would happen off the cuff, and uh, you always have to be willing to do good things for good folks. And to be quite honest with you, I had the opportunity when they told me that I had the opportunity to speak to the women of Emerge. It was it was almost like me in a room for the women. Mm, let me <laughs> let me see what this is about. But uh, I I know about the graduation, the people who have graduated and the successes that they had. So shout out to Krista and shout out to the ED. What, what is that young woman's name? Charmaine. Charmaine. Yeah, yes. Sorry. Charmaine. Sorry. Hi, Charmaine. Shout out to Charmaine uh, for for inviting me and allowing me the space to do that. Yeah, it was a great presentation, and that's why I wanted to reach out to you right away and see if we could sit down and talk about. Um, your work and your message that you were talking to us about in Emerge. So do you want to talk a little bit about what you do um, around diversity and inclusion in your professional life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. Uh, so on this good Friday night here in the middle of <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona, uh, Nikki decided to come on up here and uh, for her uh, and uh, interview me. So I uh, am a diversity and inclusion consultant, and I'm also a, a professional um, uh, campaigner. Uh, I'm a consultant. I'm one of the few at national African American uh, uh, media and uh, media consultants in America, um, and I kind of cross both bridges when it comes down to uh, my work as trying to get progressives and Democrats and and the left elected, and I mix that with my other professional work where I go and I talk to 
companies across the nation uh, and uh, uh, about diversity and inclusion. And, and basically, uh, I, I sum my job up like this is uh, I keep companies from being sued and doing and also I make companies do the right thing at the same time when it comes down to uh, um, underprivileged, underserved communities, even within their own structure. So I talk to I talk to basically either uh, powerful uh, white men about what they can do to improve their numbers when it comes down to uh, the LGBT community, African Americans, Latinos, Blacks, um, and uh, and uh, and uh, people of the disability community. Um, it's a very cool thing because you get to by the time you get finished talking to a lot of these leaders a lot of these folks are, are reluctant too don't get it wrong like folks want to have fo folks want to kind of maintain that because it's a safe space for 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 some white men right like or not even white men but some leadership in general even white women or even black women and black men or even latino like 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 not being diverse is an across the board problem because human beings typically want to be involved in a universe of of their own creation and they, that they're comfortable with. So you want, you naturally want people around you because you don't ever want to have an awkward moment. And a lot of folks are scared of having awkward moments where they say the wrong thing or, or can I touch your hair moments where it's like, don't touch my hair or don't touch her hair. Uh, or, you know, um, but then what I find is you need to basically ask yourself the question, why are you even, um, uh, when you hire somebody, when you're thinking about something, a lot of it comes down to, why are you even concerned about what color that person is, right? Um, so when you bring a when you bring someone on board, because a lot of people will try to hire somebody. Like every single company and, and organization that I've worked with already had an attempt at trying to be diverse, and either they lost that person, uh, or that person ends up making filing a complaint, or that person has already sued, or they're about in the process of being sued, or they know they're about to be sued, right? And and it's kind of like uh, uh, when you when you it's kind of like when you don't know what's, what a, what ethnic origin someone is, and you ask them the question, "What are you?" Right? Uh, what is your ethnic background, or uh, what color are you, or what race are you? Like you shouldn't ask any of that stuff. But if you have the itching urge to ask that question, you have to ask yourself, "Why are you asking that question?" Right? Like, and and mostly you have to kind of wait for. Uh, they, you want to wait for people to divulge what what they are, if that's even necessary, right? Uh, there's a box on most higher most applications that say two things: what race you are, um, what do you identify as, and then you know, and of course at the end is, it says other, and if you're a veteran, right? Uh, why is that important? And and that's what I dig into. Why did your application for your company actually say? Uh, have that there. And, and most of the time it's because you are lacking that, uh, that group of people in your company. Uh, and mostly, you know, I, I'm not going to say people are inherently racist. I say people are used to their world. Um, I say people are used to their world. And I think that people are used to their world. They're, they're, in, uh, they're insulated world where they go, they go to work and all the people that the, from the time they jump in their car, stop by the store to get their coffee and their bagel to getting in their office to working all day to going to lunch to coming back to work to going home or all this look exactly like yourself and how do you break free of that and then what are the advantages of you diversifying 
uh, because there's a lot more advantages you to, to you diversifying. I mean, if you have a diverse workforce, um, then you might have more opportunities to expand your services, right? To a different universe of people who don't look like you and you could possibly even make more money, right? So uh, diversity is good for the bottom line. Um, diversity is good for, inclusion is good for the bottom line also because you can be diverse and not inclusion and not be inclusive. You can have a, uh, you can have a very diverse work staff and only listen to the white people or only listen to the people who look exactly like you or think exactly like you. That's not inclusion. So that's why diversity and inclusion is important. So all the voices are at the table in a very organic, organic fashion and, uh, and you can proceed for. So I keep, I keep companies uh, thinking about the reasons why they're doing what they're doing and how they can improve is a very basic thing. So for, for folks who find themselves um, in a bubble that looks like them, what could people do to start to break into those communities um, and have those conversations and build those relationships that we need? So making friends is tough. Right. Especially in the day and age of the internet, right? Yes. Where you don't even have to go out. Like all your, you could be, is you and your immediate family. And then everybody else you're cool with happens to be, uh, you know, uh, 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 one like away on Facebook or one retweet away on Twitter, right? Um, the things that you do to diversify your inner circle first starts with the understanding. It's sort of like alcoholism. First, you have to admit that you are an alcoholic, right? The first step to understanding is you have to admit to yourself, I have no black friends. I have no women friends. I have no white friends. I have no Latino friends. And then, you know, when you don't find that person, if it's not in your day-to-day -day lifestyle, then you might be doing something wrong. There's parks all over the place. There are community centers, right? Go, go volunteer for an organization that does work in communities that don't, doesn't look like yours, right? The toy drive doesn't necessarily have to be a toy drive where all the gifts are $100 and above. Toy drive could be a toy drive where they're giving out toys and turkeys to a Latino and black community. And you just go there and just meet people and just hand out things. And you start seeing that people are a lot more alike than different. Me running for office right now, you know, I even had some of my holdups with the historic neighborhoods and white folks, even though I live in one. Thinking to myself, are these people even going to get what I'm saying right now? And it took me knocking on about 200 doors to realize that everybody has a lot of the same issues. Yeah. So... You're running for the House of Representatives mm -hmm. also in LD24. I am. Right? So yes. what's going on with your campaign? Oh, um, you know, I am running because I think it's time to have more diverse issues brought up uh, in, in from this district. This is one of the most diverse uh, districts in the state of Arizona. It's definitely one of the more progressive districts in Arizona. And I, you know, I don't have a problem with any of the leaders of the past uh, that have done. As a matter of fact, folks have done a good job. It's just that there are a lot of issues in this district that have just not been, you know, addressed and brought to the forefront and centered. Right? Uh, again, it's hard to center issues of of other communities when you're not a part of that a part of that community. So this, like where we are right now, I live in one of the um, one of the. Uh, the historic districts, and this is one of the hottest neighborhoods in Arizona. Shout out to Willow. Um, and but less than a mile away from here is poverty. Um, and if anybody remembers it, King passed away. Uh, King King passed away while he was fighting for poverty. You know, um, so 
if there's poverty less than a mile from you, like there's no way for us to go from where we are right now outside of Phoenix without passing poverty. Hmm. It's, it's impossible. No matter which direction you go from where we're sitting right now, you have to pass a poor neighborhood, a poor person. And, and these people's issues haven't been brought to the table because there's nobody representing them, not enough people representing them to bring the issues to the table. So win, lose, or draw, this campaign is about bringing up issues that can keep, um, that can that can fight to end poverty, that can fight to end a biased criminal justice system that puts African-Americans and Latinos in jail at a higher standard than anybody else. Look, we're only black folks are only 5% in the state, yet we're somewhere around 15 to 25% of the people in jail. We're not inherently criminals. That means that something is going wrong. That means that when 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 a certain party uh, decides to make policies to give more money to the private prison industry instead of funding our schools so snakes want to be in the closet, then uh, that means that, you know, we're, what we're telling the general public is that we don't want high school graduates. We want people to go to jail so a small amount of folks can benefit off of the criminal justice system and become multimillionaires off of the private prison industry. I think that's wrong. I think that's slavery. I think that's bias. And I think that Democrats and people who look like who, who look like me and who look like Tino and, and women. Matter of fact, I got to give a shout out to all the women in the state house because they are phenomenal. Yes, they are. The women, the women in the state house are, are about that life. Uh, they, they are, they are the ones who are bringing the issues to the forefront the most. Don't get me wrong. There's some good men up there too, but as a whole, democratic women in the state house, um, are, are, are very powerful and they're bringing up issues. They just, you know, so, so, that's why I'm running. So the campaign's coming good. You know, I have a diverse team. Um, I have Latinos and African Americans that work for me. I have uh, progressive white folks that knock on doors for me. Um, I have gay. Uh, I have LGBTQ uh, sta- uh, uh, volunteers. Um, I have uh, I have Spanish literature. Uh, one of the few campaigns in the state that actually has Spanish literature. That As was we- viral. I saw that on social media. Yeah, yeah. We have we have Spanish literature. Um, and, and, and I mean, and, and it's just fun Win, lose a draw. This is just fun to be able to bring up issues that no one else has brought up. And if, and when I'm elected, Lord willing, knock on wood. And when I'm elected, um, I want to go to the state house and, you know, flip some tables over. Right. And on behalf of people who don't, uh, who don't have it, I want to have some uncomfortable conversations. You know, here's the thing about my race, being an African-American, I'm the first African-American to ever run for this seat. If I'm elected, I'll be the first African-American to ever represent this neighborhood. This is one of the most progressive areas on the West Coast. Mm. Um, so my presence is makes some people uncomfortable. Just my presence in the race. Uh, and, that, and, 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 and not saying that qualifies me being black, but, but centering issues of people of color it's something that hasn't happened much, and I'm just enjoying being able to hear what you know the Latina mother of three, um, who's you know who's 42 years old, is and her, hearing her say, "Hey, you know, you're the first person to ever knock on my door. Thank you for talking to me about my issues. Um, I'm, I'm I'm supporting you." Now it's on my campaign and my issues to actually go and get her and bring her to to to, to turn out. 
but it's it's fun and I'm getting a lot of support you know um, we've been endorsed by DFA we've been endorsed by Lucha Arizona we've been endorsed by uh, communication workers we've been endorsed by IBEW we've been endorsed by uh, 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 the people for Bernie Sanders, you know, um, we've been endorsed by our revolution. Uh, we've been endorsed by the collective pack, right? Uh, so we have a bunch of, we have a good mixture of local and national endorsements too. Uh, and, and I'm just proud that they seem that they agree with my vision for a better Arizona and a more inclusive Arizona. That's amazing. So how can people learn more about you? Um, they can go to www.ferrellfor24.com. That's F-E-R-R-E-L-L-F-O-R, the number two and number four, dot com. Um, and they also can go on Facebook at facebook.com backslash ferrellfor24. We're pretty active. Um, and I'm out here in these streets. So, you know, if, you know, just like they should be doing for you, Sister Nikki, uh, they, we, you know, folks need to knock on doors. If you can't knock on doors, then you can, you can send the check. Um, here's the thing. Good progressives, we don't just magically win. And we're not Bernie Sanders and we're not Hillary Clinton and we're not Barack Obama, where we have 100,000 people giving us $50. To be engaged, you have to either contribute time or money, but make a conscientious effort to go outside of yourself and do that. That's how you help. You, you become active. You, 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 you go out of your way and intentionally program your mind to become active. Awesome. Um, you're not going to be able to become a Fortune 500 company or a president or have Susan B. Coleman slash Planned Parenthood type nonprofit action without having a diverse team around you. And if you own a company or you're a boss, or you're in a hiring situation, um, you can't just say, well, there was no black Latino uh, applicant. That day and age is over with. You have to go actively find people who don't look like you. So let me give you some suggestions of places that you can find human beings to help out your cause. You can go to a park. You can go to the job center. I believe they call them workforce centers here, right? Um, if you see that guy that's working at the car wash that you've seen every single day for 15 years, once you roll down your window one good time and say, hey, man, what do you do? He might have a college degree. The economy is so bad that the top 1% has taken all the money. Therefore, you got a bunch of college graduates who are Latino and black and gay and LGBTQ and Asian and, and, and Native American who are right around, your, right around you on a daily basis, but you never ask them the question. Your black friend, your, Indian, your Native American friend, your Eastern Indian friend, they're right there in front of you, but you just decided not to make that. And they're waiting for you to step to them. So diversity is a... The basics of diversity is this. When you decide, you, the person with power, the person who signs the checks, the person who has, who gives the donations, the person who has the friend who happens to be a millionaire that's looking for a personal assistant. When you decide to suggest a person of color and then you have that name, that's when we all become more successful. More money goes to society. And I promise you this, you will make more money if you have a diverse uh, intentional diverse staff and you listen to them. That's it. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. This was good. This was great.
All right, guys, thanks for listening to this episode. I really hope that this podcast has gotten you to think a little bit differently about how you're embracing diversity and inclusion in your life, both personally and professionally. And again, just as a reminder, this podcast is for you, and I would love your feedback. If you have a nonprofit you want to talk about, if you want to dig into an issue that you're passionate about, or if you're doing something really cool yourself in the community and you want to chat about it, just send us an email at hello at NikkiLeeAZ.com. And to learn more about Marcus, check out the show notes and we'll hook you right up. Thanks again, as always, to Kelsey, our amazing podcast producer. And until next time, keep growing, keep going, and lead with love.